Okay, everybody, happy Thought Crime Saturday. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation. We recap whatever. We also talk about antibiotics and a lot more. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Subscribe to our podcast. If you want to become a member, go to members.charliekirk.com. It's affordable for all income levels. That is members.charliekirk.com. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and subscribe to our podcast. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Okay, everybody, happy Thursday. It is Thought Crime Thursday, backed by popular demand, Mr. Blake. It's popular demand every single week, but has the public made any demands? Oh, they, or they, there is huge demand. Is it one of those things where you get a letter in the mail with like the clipped out letters and they're like, you oh, have yeah. to bring Blake back or someone dies? It's similar to that. Andrew is here. Hello, hello. Happy to be back. Not by popular demand, but I can't, I can't use that for everybody. And the chairman of the Taylor Swift fan committee is Jack Pasovic. Well, I'd just like to welcome everyone to White History Month and announce that we're very excited. We at the Committee of Whiteness have announced the first official national ambassador of White History Month, Taylor Swift. Congratulations to all the Swifties out there. We listened to your comments and we've decided to put the whole controversy to bed. Give yourselves a pat on the back. For our first topic, Blake, what is our first topic? <laughs> our first topic, we're going to say whatever we want about whatever. This is, you're the star of the show this time, Charlie. Oh, I know star. you're not used to that. Well, you, you were there too, Blake. I was so you could physically tell, present, you I could, guess. You could tell your version of events. I, I guess I could. I don't think my version is very interesting. But So I went on the viral podcast called Whatever, mm-hmm. and I solicited a lot of uh, advice beforehand. I, try, I texted a lot of people. I said, hey, I'm going on the show. Not exactly something I'm used to. And the consensus was like, hey, um, it's a long podcast. And so I, I you it's know, like the Lord of the Rings of podcasts, seven hours. I didn't I did not go for seven hours. Um, we did three hours, maybe two and a half, three, three hours, three yeah. hours, basically. three hours. And people's advice were like, look, it, it's easy to get fired up. Try to keep your cool. And I thought that was really good advice. You gave that advice. Andrew gave that advice. And I think I did that. Yeah. I'll just kind of give some people behind the scenes. Um, everything was super fair in how they set it up. So there was no kind of like surprise or gotcha. You show up and Blake, you my could, favorite thing, it's just in like an apartment. It, it, it's in a kind of like weed stenched kind of like dorm. It's in this town in California. Isla Vista. I wasn't familiar with the city that it was in, Yeah, but it seemed really like. There's, There's like a ramen weed. place below. Right, People were dressed weird. I can't imagine anyone would want to live in this city. It, you, it really frightened me. You're talking. You, so hold on. First of all, 
that show is not in Santa Barbara. It, it that, that's like the collective of Santa Barbara. That's actually a town called Galita. And actually, if you want to be more specific, it's in a place called Isla Vista, which is known, which is known as like the uh, the party area of UCSB, so a UC school. Um, but you, yeah, you're right that you kind of drive in through where all the you know, what's UCSB kids are. short for, Andrew? It's the party area of a school that's in what? Where is that? <laughs> now, I will say yeah. that the show does have symmetry with the local area. I have to say, it's not as if there, well, that's a, yeah, I'm just being honest. It's, it's, it's not, <laughs> no, as if, it's not as if you walk the streets of Isla Vista and you're walking into, you know, the Catholic podcast, right? It's no, just, I mean, listen, you're right. Like, so Isla Vista is a famous party capital in enough. any school system. I mean, it's right up there with ASU, uh, which, which you'll know, you know, even better, Charlie, but here, here's my ASU, point. Tempe, it, downtown Tempe actually, could host this podcast. I will say that. Yes, it could. Having, having I will walked tell you that those it, areas. Oh, yeah. It's the most class. It's the classiest building in at least a ten-block radius in any direction. So I will give. I I, I don't want to. You know, they're trying to be in the neighborhood, in the UCSB system, kind of in the vibe. But they. I mean, it's a nice building. It's not bad. But when you do get into the building, it does smell like college. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how else you're gonna. No, how it's, it's it. factual. It smells like and and look. So you you walk in and they got you know the typical like ramen noodle open twenty four hour type of thing. And so we walk in, Andrew Blake and I, and all the ladies are already seated. And it was a little tense. They were waiting for you. It, they, was, it was like a the lion's den. It was it was tense. So I you know I introduced myself to everybody on the. On the, the panel. And so Daisy did some research ahead of time. Daisy did a great job, but it's hard to put names to faces. So I knew I was, there were two pornographers that were going to be on the panel. And then there, I knew there were going to be some left wing activists. And so I didn't know. And who, there were some OnlyFans people separate from the, the yeah, actual so, porn people. Yeah, like, I don't. Like, wait, wait, no, wait. No, I'm confused. When you say pornographers, do you mean people who make, like, like produce it or actual porn stars? See, I don't like the word star. So it's always star. Is there like just porn character actors or just uh, participant worker porn participant porn extra? So the uh, well, no, you're not an extra. The extra Blake, Blake is always the extra. Ew. Adult Ew. film actress. I hear all of you over there. I hear all of you over there. Porn participant. Okay, is that is that okay? Porn participant. So because well, pornographer means like something else. That's all I mean. Sure, they're they're not uh, they're not just consumers. Let's put it that way. Uh, so they uh, so I go. I was the audience of the show. So I the consumers. I, I didn't know who was who. Okay, and maybe I should have gone in. And so I, I go around the table. I introduce myself, and I think to myself. I was trying to. I said in my head. I said, "Okay, who are the who are the porn people?" Because I didn't know. Right. This is before they introduce their 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 title and name, and so. You know, I, I shook the hands of the people next to me. So I'm sitting around the table. Can we get a picture before I do this of me with the, 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 yeah, I got it. And, and I'm, by the way, I, I will say that I, I actually, I have a, a, a heart for a lot of these women. I feel so sorry for them. And that is not exaggeration. There's just, I left feeling sad. And I, this is not me making fun of them. I actually don't love the whole humiliation genre that comes out of this. I think it's destructive. I don't like it. I don't think I indulged in that or engaged in it, right, Blake? But I do think this is funny. This yes. part is very funny. Yes. Okay, so there is this – so I'm thinking to myself in my head, and again, it is as tense as it can be. That's not a great picture, but 
That's that's from my vantage point, yeah. though. I was right behind there's, the, the can production Can we get a screen computer. grab? So there's seven of these these women, and I know that two of them work for some sort of a progressive left-wing thing. I know that two of them are pornographers. One of them is some sort of a Wiccan. And the other one... <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. And then the other one is some form of just like OnlyFans Pokemon thing. Um, <laughs> she did look like one kind no, of. No, no. So I figured that one out quickly. So I'm in my head in the five minutes. Wait, in, wait, wait. Wait, so, hold on. Is, is there Wiccan porn? Is that, or am I getting that mixed up? I, I, I wouldn't know. That's a much better picture to put up. So I'm sitting there and, and then there's some sort of very sweet girl in a Prussian helmet. I think was she was just the staff, right? Yeah, but they keep her in the shot, and she kind of reacts. They to had things. a lot of helmets there, like off screen. There was like Roman helmets, yeah, it, and so uh, Greek helmets. So helmet this is thing. a perfect shot. So this is around the table, and this is how the, it works and operates. And so, and the five minutes before, and before people introduce myself, I say, "Now, who are the porn people?" And I, I literally was like, "Who? Which one are the porn people?" I said, "Okay, well, it's definitely you can make not, a game show out of that." No, I, I, I said, "It's definitely not the girl that looks like she's thirteen next to me." And I said, it's, you know, foolish, <laughs> foolish, Charlie. And I said, the, the Pokemon girl is that one. And I said, I think, I think the girl next to me is one of the progressive people. And I said, the girl whose name is Angel, but is all tatted up. I think she's the progressive. I'm totally wrong, by the way. I totally. could not have been 100% more wrong. wrong. Do not try and fit people into a mold on the show of whatever. And so they're going. Wait, so, you're, so you're trying to play pick the porn star, basically? <laughs> and, uh, but because you're not, it's I, like, where's, where's Waldo? All I know, this is before they introduce themselves, five minutes before. So all I know is that, yeah, yeah. that there's these, these young ladies, and two of them are active porn participants, some of which, by the way, win awards. And so by process elimination, I'm like, it's no way this girl. Do you think the voting on those awards is like fair and objective or do you think it's a corrupt awards? Definitely they use mail-in ballots for the porn awards. Rigged. Totally rigged. 3 a.m. ballots. Can I I add a a, a piece of the backstory here, Charlie? Because I'm actually the one that set this up for Charlie. And actually, Jack, it was you. You're responsible for this. I don't don't regret doing it. (laughs) No, it was great. It was great. It was great. Andrew's actually friends with all of them. Well, no, no. But for, for the record, none of these girls actually live in Santa Barbara. But they, so they all come in from Santa Barbara. But Brian, who's the host, sends me all the Instagrams, right? Uh, like a couple of days before, and like, hey, here's Charlie. This is going to be Charlie's panel. And I clicked into two of the profiles, and I'm thinking to myself, my Instagram algorithm is going to get so screwed up. People are going to think I'm, you know, watching things that I'm not watching. And so I, I instantly send this to Charlie's uh, – I have a chat with Charlie and his wife. And I said, please view these together um, so that you know that Char- – I mean, Charlie's not looking at these. Eric, you should probably do this on your phone. <laughs> it's a true story. So that, There's the, so imagine if she yeah. sees Charlie's I, I phone. Totally did, I, like... I said it to Charlie and his wife together. In full disc- I said, this is, for, this is show prep. So if you want to like browse through these and instantly Eric, Eric is going like, OMG, like what, what's going on here? And what's crazy is even Charlie, I found this out since is there, so you can kind of see the girl uh, So you got the girl with the pink hair next to her uh, is uh, a girl with brown hair um, and a very low cut top. Um, and she was actually a progressive activist is what she said. I forget her name. Maybe you remember Charlie, but if you act, if she didn't, she didn't offer this up, but she's actually an, used to do OnlyFans. Oh, so, is that right? 
So yeah, I wasn't so totally. So I, I thought she was one of the porn people. I thought that. No, I, I know. Of course, I'm wrong. <laughs> She's I know. Graduated to normal politics. No, from... I know, but she had the lowest cut, and I said, you know, and that's fine. Again, I'm not. I'm not doing the preachy thing. I'm just. I'm. This, I'm just playing the inside baseball because you know you want to know. All right, who here? You know, who is in what position? I felt. I didn't feel like. All right, which one of you are the porn? Right, like which one of you are the porn actresses or whatever? So I thought that would be a bad opening. So, so what I did is I asked where people they were from. So then I asked around, and the uh, young lady two to my left is in the all red. I thought she was the witch, but so I had it narrowed down to two Wiccans. The uh, the one that was tatted up, she's actually the Wiccan was actually a very sweet woman. Um, I don't know if she's Wiccan or not, but if she, do you know that for sure? I didn't. Someone know that said piece she's a witch. Someone said she's was a, she. Her Instagram is very would would lead you to believe such things. I don't know if Blake wants to bring it up, but yeah, I'm looking. Uh, okay, I, I don't want to get into that, but I, I don't. I don't think it's too far of a stretch, right? Saying that she's she flirts with the underworld. I, I think everyone there flirted with the underworld. Okay, a bit, fair but. enough. So, so, but here I uh, here. What is the? Oh wait, now I, it's getting. Interesting. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go more. I'm gonna get deeper into this. But the moral of the story is: don't judge. An only fan model by the book of the cover. <laughs> don't, don't, don't judge. You think you yeah. – and, and so I, I go around and they start introducing themselves. And they go, they go all the way around Pokemon Girl first. Who, she was very sweet. The Filipino Pokemon Girl was very sweet. I didn't, I didn't like how they were picking on her. How many books did you read? I, 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 I actually, it wasn't how many books she read. How many books could she name? Not many. And it, it was yeah. less than 10. Maybe she's <laughs> dyslexic. I don't know. I thought – I don't like picking on the weak. I don't. Okay. I, I don't. If someone comes out, I know Blake, you're super smart. You have an IQ that's beyond anything. And it's just, I didn't like it. I actually felt very sorry. And I, she actually had the best answer on the woman question. And she had the best answer on the only fan. She says, I do this to support my family, which again, I don't, I don't think that's a good reason to make only fans, but it was almost, I sensed as if like, Please help me get had, me out of this. I don't know almost. if we asked her, but she was, at least gave the impression she would like stop doing. No, it she did, she had, and she, she wasn't like bragging on it. And she also said, "Well, my politics are a little bit more in the middle, which is probably code that she's like a raging white right winger." Mm-hmm. And I asked the people, "What's a woman?" And she's like, "Well, I'm a woman." I'm like, "That's the best answer I heard." So I, I, well, I yeah, go she, ahead, Andrew. She also said she voted for Joe Biden, and she wasn't going to vote again for Joe Biden. Yeah, right? no, that's are right. We talking about that? One? No, the the Wiccan. That that's that's the the that was yeah. the witch. And I, I like the, the witch was very sweet actually. And so anyway, I go around and they're growing around the corner and all this, you know, one, da, 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 da. I was like, Oh my goodness, wait, there's only one person who said they're in adult. And then they get to Molly next to me. And I thought Whew. for sure, Molly was like maybe 14 years old that they, she had to sign all these different consent forms. And she's, she is probably one of the more, um, forthright individuals on the panel. High in openness, I think, is the technical term social scientists use. Yeah, I just um, – let's just play cut 65. I think that that's helpful at this point. If you could be with your boyfriend currently and I waved a magic wand and I said you can make a million dollars a year and never do porn again, would you? No. Yeah. Okay. He's used the wand. You can make a, a million dollars a year. Yeah. You don't have to do, uh, you know, the adult content. Idea. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't have to do it. That would be great, but I would still want to do it. I'm, I mean, personally, like, I'm an exhibitionist. I love like putting my sexual self out oh. there for other people to see, for other people to 
like, you know, touch themselves to, have fun with. Can I, I love, can I ask I you a, a question? Since you're about presenting yourself to the world, do you have a good relationship with your father? Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, I don't talk to him. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out she's the most active porn person of them all. She's very proud so, of it. But but here's the thing. I didn't realize the incentive structure until after you spoke with Alex Clark. No, this and is I, fascinating. I actually, I actually think we have this clip somewhere if I can find it. Um, so apparently the vast majority of the audience is male. And they care enough to spend money to make comments during the the viewing of the, the live stream and that sort of thing. These people would spend more to have one comment be read aloud on the stream than I spend on food in a month. $200. Well, $200. So, so, so then the girls apparently all report that their OnlyFans go up and the downloads of their videos and their income goes up. So in retrospect, if you're going on that show in order to boost your brand and to boost revenue, I hate to say it, but I think Molly might have been like the smartest of all of them. Uh, you know, by just like putting that out there, I, you know, I, it, it, and frankly, she dressed in a very provocative way. If you were in the, if you were there, you would know what I'm talking about. We tried in some of the edits that we put on social media to kind of blur some of that out. Uh, but you know, poor Charlie here. I mean, I'm not kidding. So we get in there and she's sitting right next to Charlie and I was talking to the producers like, and I, I kind of figured it out. I was like, wait, maybe I can move her. Because she's going to be in all of the shots with Charlie. And, you know, it's basically like a see-through top. And Charlie's sitting there. And I could tell, I, I'm literally like, Charlie, just keep your eye line up here, please. I, thought, I thought my eye control was 10 yep, out of you 10. Did, you did very well on that one. 10, 10 out of 10 discipline. But, but I it was like... A fascinating... But I tried to move her. I tried to move her, but, the, but I, apparently it wasn't against YouTube standards. So they vetoed me. I guess I probably could have pushed more, but it was a very like quiet environment, and I was trying to be respectful to this new this new surrounding that we had entered. So that's now, the backstory there. I, I will say this, and I if they'll have me back, I will return. Um, first of all, completely underestimated how many people watch the clips of this program. I really don't think many people watch the seven hours, but the clips I, I've received more positive text messages and emails. Um, I'm very thankful for everyone's prep, Daisy, everyone did really great, and my wife and everyone, and Blake and Andrew, I thought we handled it well. And I say this, and Alex and I had this really, Alex Clark had this connection. I left with sadness, and and that's not a joke. I just, they, it, the fact that there's even that many people who believe what they believe and they're okay with what they're okay with what stood out to me the most, uh, and I kind of predicted this would happen because it happened with Michael Knowles too when he went on. Early on, they ask your relationship status, and you know, you just describe, you know, I'm married. You, you talked about your relationship with your wife, how much you loved your kid, and they just found it incredibly sweet. Like it melts yes. their hearts to hear that. And there were a few other times when you just talked about, you know, how you know what your dating history was and such that. And they actually all love that stuff. Even even these people really deep down, they want a conventional true love story. They actually want a Hallmark movie. Uh, all this stuff, you know, that they say they're fine with or it's completely compatible with everything. I think there is a high amount of denial or they do realize it's suboptimal because you know, 
they essentially want to have the you know relationship story of charlie kirk meet someone you really love marry them be with them for the rest of your life and yet they either are incapable or unwilling to make the leap that would make that happen yeah they're suckers for the romantic yeah and that was clear i want to tell our audience really quick about noble gold investments we're not done on whatever but i want to get to our every partner here we didn't do a good job of that last week noble gold investments is seeing a surge of gold buyers gold is above two thousand dollars uh and i have here a handy dandy thing of silver it's somewhat destroyed Thanks to Mr. Andrew. We're practically at war against Russia. Uh, the Fed is doing all sorts of goofy stuff. Uh, the people are not afraid of those that are invested in gold with Noble Gold Investments. So check it out right now at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. Use promo code CHARLIE. Bag a free five ounce America the Beautiful Coin with each gold or silver IRA if you qualify. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. Noblegoldinvestments.com. Use promo code CHARLIE to bag a free five ounce America the Beautiful Coin. Noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Jack, uh, you are one of the most viral and you understand virality. Just kind of riff on your take on the whatever podcast. It's cultural power because some people might be watching this or listening like, what are you talking about? What, what is the, why is this? Why did Charlie, would you yeah, go on a yeah, podcast so to talk to pornographers? Help explain all this. It's, it's easily, I would say, the breakout show in terms of virality of 2023. Um, the first podcast that you've really seen being made specifically for the clips. I mean, look, we, we do this show for clips. We do all, all of our shows. Clipping is a part of what we do. Social media, of course, is always the backbone of pretty much everything that we run on. We're obviously live right now. But I really feel that that show uh, just presented something different. And so the usually the reason that um, whatever, and of course, you know, directly tied with TikTok and the uh, the prevalence of image over content, of quick hits. I mean, you're really looking for, I mean, we're talking micro, micro hits here. So um, 15 seconds, 25 seconds, that's really all they need. Someone said something, boom, there's a reaction. That's it. So they're having these long drawn out sessions, I believe seven hours. I think you left around the three hour mark. And the reason they do that is because they're looking for those golden nuggets somewhere within there. And they've got, must have some team on the back end really digging that out. And I'm sure, of course, at this point, they've got fans that do the same. But, you know, I and and of course, one of the big things that a lot of guys will do is they'll go on there and, and you know, you know, name 10 books or something is is kind of one of the viral clips that has come out of this and similar podcasts where, you know, you're, you're bringing up people that don't usually debate in a, a political context or really any context. And, you know, you can you can score cheap points, uh, cheap pops or cheap heat, as they would say in pro wrestling. But I would say and, and this came up, by the way, during Calendar Gate, you guys remember Calendar Gate and all that ridiculousness from uh, the Christmas season. And the concept, uh, one of the things that the calendar girls actually responded back, they said, well, what about the whatever podcast? So the whatever podcast is girls in, you know, scantily clad, sometimes not as, sometimes they even go more than when you were on, actually. I think they may have dressed up a little bit because they knew Charlie Kirk was coming. And and so um, they said, well, if you go on that show and you're looking for virality, then isn't that kind of participating in the same thing? And this was something that I thought that you did very well, because when you went in there, you played it quite differently. You weren't looking for the virality of, oh, I'm going to go dunk on porn stars. You went for a different approach of saying, I'm going to approach you in a in a 
you know, in a way to be a witness, to be a witness to a different type of life, to be a witness to married life, to be a witness to fatherhood and what I thought you have a daughter as well. So obviously that um, that's I, don't, I, have, I have two boys. So I have to imagine that's something that you uh, obviously think about. And and furthermore, just the idea of being open about your faith in Christ. And this is something, of course, that we see Christ as well do in the Gospel of Luke. And, you know, don't you know this woman is a sinner? How how dare you let her wash your feet? And and Christ saves her through her belief in that moment. And so uh, this is clearly something that I think is a little bit different. And if I were to go on something like that, I think I'd try to play it the same way. Yeah, I, I, if they'll have me back, I will return. I think Andrew will say that, that you know they would do that. We don't have the clip at the end. I, I shared the gospel. I said, Jesus loves you. Accept Jesus into your life. It will transform yeah. you. And again, I, it was the first, I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I think it was the first time outside of kicking out that crazy person of the event a couple years ago that I've ever met a pornographer. And I just, they're broken people and they need Jesus. And I don't want to speak too much for them, but I think that they're suppressing what they know is wrong. And anyway, uh, they could, you guys could check out the clips. We're going to be posting more and more of it. It's a seven hour marathon. We were there for three hours of it. And at least from what we've seen, it's the clips from that conversation have been viewed 20, 30, 40 million times already. That, that's, that's a conservative number already. Okay, let's get to the next topic. All right, it's time to talk about pills, Charlie. Oh, really? Well, ev- so everyone calls me Black Pill Blake, but we ever actually explained no, what no, no, that no. is. Bud Light Blake. Oh, they also called me Black Pill Blake before that <laughs> and after that and probably no, during it too. Pretty sure, pretty sure Black, Black, Black Pill Blake was was uh you dubbed him that charlie mm-hmm. like week week two i think that was like a week that's one right. week two uh, yeah that's right but you know this is this is an but internet we never actually explained what it meant yeah we never explained it this is an internet aware show but you know we have people on rumble probably aren't all familiar with it and uh there's been a large number of pills at this point uh and it, i'm amazed at how quickly it spread i think uh one of our guests that we had on recently said you know, he was he was an older guy, and he said, you know, we'd red pilled his son, I believe, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, he was a Naperville City Council member who just casually says, yeah, <laughs> you red pilled my son, Charlie. Yeah, and so we're getting, well, so, we're so, getting pretty deep here. Yeah, so everybody, I think most people generally know the the phrase red pill. And Red Pill, of course, comes from The Matrix and, you know, the famous scene where uh, Morpheus says to Neo, do you want to take the red pill or do you you want to take the blue pill? The blue pill means you stay in Wonderland and you you remain blissful ignorance of of the illusion, whereas you take the red pill, you go down the rabbit hole and you it what we would say in red pilling is you embrace those sometimes painful truths about our reality and realize that there are many things that we live in in clown world that are completely illusory. And so those are the kind of the ones that I think have really, as you say, um, reached mainstream, I think, penetration. But there's there's different layers of this now that people have gone on to add to. And the two the two big ones, I, there's a lot, you're right, but the two big ones are white pill and black well, pill. Real, yeah. Well, before we even get into white pill, the actual original is red pill blue pill which just comes from the matrix if then you know people are young enough they probably don't remember the matrix anymore if they're our younger viewers but you know back in the day in the 90s action movies <laughs> were good films and you sometimes That's wanted right. to watch them 
And one of the action movies that was pretty good was The Matrix. It came out in 1999, which I have bad news. That is now 25 years oh, ago. Uh, but it was a movie, and it had a very famous scene in it. So Morpheus. Uh, just we'll play it quick. Oh, uh, we, we have it? It's great. Clip 90. Yep. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that from there we we got the term red pill, meaning yeah. we're going to pursue truth. Yeah, and I think the original use of it was kind of in online dating manosphere type stuff. So I think the original red pill yeah, it was, the was yeah, it was like pickup artists, kind of these weirdos who are saying like this is the way women really are. The stuff you're told about dating is not true. Women actually like alpha males, as they say, XYZ. And that's what the original red pill was. And then that was so tied up with politics. This spread into getting red pilled is realizing other lies in life. So a lot of the, you know, kind of diversity is our strength. It applied a lot to a lot of the stuff that Trump shattered in the GOP was pushing red pilled truths that they'll just tell you diversity is amazing. Open borders is amazing. uh, All these things you're not allowed to know and then you embrace it and you're red pilled if you just sort of believe very normie stuff just using the lingo they would use then you're blue pilled but then we get a million other pills that spin off yes this. so black pilled red pilled is just you should know the truth and then you know you can act on it black pill is you know it does you know the truth but it doesn't matter you can't change anything the truth is so heavy. it's over the west has fallen we're all gonna die a big a big, by the way, um, aspect of this for a lot of people in the way Michael Malice uses it, of course, is specifically talking about the media and specifically saying, do you believe the things that you see on TV or not? And that's actually a very good heuristic for this. Yeah. And so people will say Red Pill a lot. For example, Candace Owens' original name online was Red Pill Black before she That's right. she went as Candace Owens. And so her whole idea is that she wanted the Red Pill Black mm-hmm. Americans and but there's a whole tree. Do we have that image where the red pill then can lead you to the white pill and lead you to no, the black a, pill? It's a different image than that one. Oh, uh, we have I one from the one ADL. The ADL got like way into this, and there are some really weird ones. For some out reason, there. they call this extremists. Like I don't understand exactly. Well, they have some pretty strange this. ones. I think the strangest I've seen, and I'm going to warn you, this is kind of gross. Uh, so shield your ears. Oh, Blake, no, no, but no. We talked about this. No, it's too late. Well, <laughs> oh, so there's no. one that no, exactly. some people invented called the dog pill. And it's the belief that women have, you know, so maybe like the women that you'd have on the whatever show have uh, carnal relations with their canine pets or desire, Just say or desire it. And uh, the less said about that, the better. And I only bring that up because, unfortunately, it's while it may have been invented as a joke, I have met people in real life who believed it was real and like this damaged their real relationships with real people. So you can take too many well, pills on the Internet and eventually it'll wreck say, your life ask, just like oxy pills or something. 
Uh, what you're actually describing, Blake, is the fact that the internet can be a really um, ideologically transformative place, either for good or for exactly. ill. And, and I mean, trans. I think you see this. I, I, I was going to say, trans would be one of those social contagions that's a, an idea pathogen that's spread through TikTok videos, right? And a lot of young people that are susceptible to being Yeah, well, fair enough. And I mean, a lot of this stuff used to happen on Reddit, right? But Here's here's the here's the pill treat, Charlie, that you were talking about. It's the red pill on one side, embrace truth, blue pill, remain in the blissful ignorance of illusion. Now that's directly back to uh, the film, the clip that we just watched. But you know, if you embrace the the painful truth of reality, then you have another branch off there. And there's white pill, where everything is possible. You're full of optimism. Uh, you feel like you can change the world for the better now because you have the truth. But then there's black pill, like black pill Blake, where you devolve, you you <laughs> you descend into nihilism. Everything is lost. Woe is me. There's no point in caring about anything anymore. And I, Blake is not that way. Although Blake does have a tendency to get that way about you some do. topic. Next week, you do we see this a lot, though. I, I was going to say you see a lot of this, and just online or even in the pundit class where people will say, oh, who cares about the election? Don't worry about this. They're never going to let Trump win again. Or even if he does win, nothing's going to happen. Why should you vote? You can't vote this out of, I can't vote our way out of this. And I see this from time to time and time. And it's like, okay, what you're essentially doing is acting as a demotivator for people that are actually trying to win. Or they'll say, totally check out, go do nothing, go live off the grid and you know, go, go live as a peasant, and raise chickens or whatever. And all of that's fine. But my, my point here is if we leave the field of battle, guess what, boys and girls, the, that's not going to change the people who are in charge of our politics now. So Jack, you would know, are there has the left invented their own pills just because of how popular this is? Have they invented like a pink pill or a rainbow pill or something? I don't know. I don't know. Just I've to- not seen anything like that. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be an interesting way to to come at this. I haven't seen any other pills. But I, I'm just super against the black pill. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the black pill is being pushed by the left. And I think mm. that 2016 Jack really put a lot of black pill energy away. I mean, the fact that Trump won, there yeah. was a lot of black. I mean, that's why I think it's helpful to remind people of 2016. It, it should be because it's very tempting to want to engage in. And we hear it all the time. We get emails. Charlie, it's over. The country is captured. You know, there's some people that go on Twitter every single day. It's over. It's terrible. Stop it. Now, you can go the other way, which is like hopium white pilling. Talk about that. Jack, where everything is always good, no matter oh, what, and and some and of the the fe- yeah, like the some of the I don't even want to use the letter of the alphabet, but you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. is that no, 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 there's a plan. It's actually really good. Yeah, there, there, there is no plan. Usually. Yeah, Trump is still secretly the president, and we're living under military contingency operations, and uh, you know this is all a hoax. No, okay, no, right? There's a lot of work to do. Um, I think that would be cool. I think it would be weird. It wouldn't make much sense. We're wasting a lot of money in Ukraine, if that were true, by the way. Uh, so I'd be pretty against President Trump if he were doing those things. Um, but, and, and the border's completely out of control, so I just don't see how it makes any sense. But, you know, really what it comes down to, really what it comes down to, by the way, in the chat, our, uh, I should say, our producers are saying, oh, yes, yes, I'm saying it. The left's pills are puberty block- blockers or plan B. So they have actual pills where the right has conceptual pills. <laughs> or benzos. Um, 
Why not Benzo, all three? Benzo. Yeah, Benzos, well, SSRIs. Your mom you know, takes the long. SSRIs and the Benzos, and then she decides that she loves the puberty blockers for her kids. And the plan. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to take the hopium, and and we the hopium. By the way, and this was something that there was um, a a certain Fox News host who would come on after Tucker that used to always be like this. Oh, everything's perfect, everything's wonderful. TikTok, the deep state's about to be done. Just two more weeks, the indictments will be unsealed. And I remember, quite frankly, I'm just going to say it. During the entire administration, this was a huge detriment to the people that were actually trying to get things done and actually trying to fight RussiaGate when it was happening, actually trying to fight so many things because it's a demotivator. Uh, and you have all these people sitting around saying, oh, well, we don't have to do any work. We don't have to knock on doors. We don't have to help Scott Pressler. We don't have to get involved with Turning Point Action because, you know, it's, 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 all, it's all planned out behind the scenes. This is so important because, you know, we as um, a show, we, we juggle with this, right? Because sometimes you can get two black pill, you can get two white pill, and you have to try to stay between. For example, the black pill take is Congress will never be reformed and they're a bunch of terrible people. The white pill is, no, 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 just don't, just, hey, there's a secret. They're trying pill. their best. Or there's a shadow government. And there's really people. RFK Jr. is going to come back. Or not RFK Jr., JFK, JFK Jr. On still JFK alive. Jr. On a horse. Yeah. So then there's there's the clear pill, and I don't know what the clear pill is because it's a Curtis Yarvin thing, and his uh, essay describing it is five parts long, and so I have not read it. We should have him back on the show. We should for sure. By the way, it rated very well. It, of course it did, but uh, I I don't know what it is other than that he created it, and he says that one dose will clear your whole political mind, but. I don't know what the dose is. Let me guess. You take the clear pill and all of a sudden you have dreams of a technocracy quasi-dictatorship. Something. Or or like FDR is overthrown and we bring back the Jacobites. So, so, you know, we kind of talked about my POV during the whatever podcast. I mean, I had a whole POV during the Yarvin interview because like the press is just chomping at the bit for Charlie to say something like, yeah, you know what? A dictatorship sounds great right now. Just to just to hear him say that. And by the way, Yarvin, who's just an intellectual, very compelling uh, in a lot of ways, very outside of the box thinker, and he is he is kind of clear thinking in the sense that he doesn't feel burdened. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Charlie? He doesn't feel burdened by almost like American tradition. Like he's he's so past thinking that we have the best system in the world that he's looking for ways to optimize Correct. it to like take it into the 21st century how do you you know which is a very frightening prospect people should listen to that episode by the way it was really really well received and it did really well tons of downloads but i mean if you want to kind of like change your paradigm and change the way you think uh he's that guy i mean he's thinking um in a way that just feels completely I, I think a lot of people will be terrified, um, but, you know, I'm sitting there during that interview going like, don't say oh, okay. anything, so, you know, uh, don't don't agree with some of this stuff. And you didn't because, you know, I just think it's unworkable on some level in our current system. But I digress. It, yeah, I, I looked it up and it's it's really not related to the, the types of pills we're talking about. When he says clear pill, he's talking about like a system of government. And um, I, I've read a bunch of Yarvin, and I think a lot of his nomenclature sometimes is useful, like when he talks about the cathedral as sort of uh, being the um, the dominant um, information source in our world. And so you have like the cathedral and the, re- the regime and all of these different elements of how our world actually works as opposed to how our world is supposed to work, which is, you know, the constitutional republic. Um, but then sometimes, yeah, he just says things that I think just don't come across 
in you know into the mainstream the way he wants and so he, he's yeah he's re- referring back to this like ancient prussian style of government where you sort of combine business you 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 basically run the country like a business is what he's trying to say it's what's no it's not related to uh not related to what we're talking well jack just to take this like full picture because i think you tweeted something like this today you said black pilling is actually actually cowardice and yeah. I, I i really actually agree with that and charlie has a saying I think that you borrowed from Dennis Prager, if I'm not mistaken, Charlie, where you basically said, where you basically said, because blackpilling just means it's all is lost, all hope is lost. So I know the truth and, you know, eat, drink for tomorrow we die sort of thing. But actually, you're like, I don't fight because I know I'm going to win. Yep. I fight because it's the right thing to do. And the outcome doesn't matter. Regardless of the outcome, I'm going to keep fighting because that's, you know, what my faith implores. That's what... um, Fighting for the future of my family requires. I mean, there, there, what other option is there but to fight with some hope, not blindly? You have to adjust, address the the threats in front of you. But if we were all sitting here going like, "There's no way Trump could win. They're going to rig the election. There's no way 2024 is going to deliver an outcome that we want." Then what the heck are we doing here? Why would we have shows? Why would we have this show? Why would we? Why would Jack and you do uh, you know four hours of content yes. every day? Uh, and run Turning Point USA trying to impact the next generation. This is ultimately our existence is based upon the white pill, right? That's right. Blake, final thoughts on this topic. (sighs) You know, I guess, I think it's funny just how many like different pills people want to create. And, but it's actually been a very durable Durable meme as far as uh, uh-huh. internet things go. Things have a very short half-life. And a sort of funny thing is when I look at years. online discourse, <laughs> the only things that have really lasted more than a decade, it feels, are you know these pill, like red pill, blue pill stuff, and then Pepe, the frog guy. And Pepe is eternal. Pepe is eternal. Pepe is probably the only thing in the internet of right now that will still be around in a hundred years. Because Pepe is Lord Keck, and Lord Keck has obviously been and around. And it's so flexible. Years. Like there's political versions of it, non-political versions of it. Uh, and you know, people watching right now probably still have no idea what we're talking about, perhaps, but you will your children and grandchildren will. People know who Pepe is. They should, but maybe they don't. Let's talk about the wellness company. Uh, Blake's favorite product, Ivermectin, uh, is a way that, uh, look, if you think it works, I've seen them it work great things. Look, there's some nasty, funky stuff going on around. I'm telling you, people are getting sick for like three weeks, four weeks. It is not a joke. My wife was sick. Erica was sick for nearly a month. It's just really goofy. Well, the wellness company has a medical emergency kit, and it includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, which is a great segue to our next topic, Z-Pack, Ivermectin, so you can rest easy knowing that you can have emergency meds on hand along with a guidebook for safe use. Go to twc.health slash CJ and grab your medical emergency kit now. That is twc.health slash CJ. Uh, that is code CJ and save 10% at checkout. Uh, do not wait until you need it. Take control of your health today. The wellness company's medical emergency kit. I saw a story that I want to draw your attention to on um, citizen free press. I was going to send it to uh, Blake and frame it. It is Dr. Robert Malone's, uh, Robert Malone's Substack. Ivermectin squares off a new war on cancer. You guys can read it yourself. So if you guys want to get your hands on it, um, go to twc.health slash CJ. Blake doesn't know this, but we put Ivermectin in his coffee every morning. Uh, kits are only available in America. Tell me grew his beard. 
Yeah, that's right. And do not wait until you need it. Take control of your health today. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit. So check it out right now. Well, we talked about pills. We talked about red pills, blue pills. I don't know the color of these pills. It probably varies based on which one you get prescribed. But we brought this up in conversation a few weeks ago. And Charlie was instantly super interested. I'm incredibly passionate about this. And, and I think it's civilizational defining. I think oh, this, for sure. The species itself is defined and, by this. And we are going to put it all at risk for the sake of something kind of gross. Uh, so it's antibiotics. These are yes. pills all of us rely upon. They defeat bacteriums of various kinds. Uh, why doesn't syphilis drive you insane anymore? Antibiotics. Why yes. doesn't TB kill Edgar Allan Poe's wife anymore if he was alive today? Antibiotics. There's a lot of illnesses that are bacterial and that we can treat with antibiotics. They're mostly made, uh, they kind of come from various molds that destroy bacteria. Uh, But the scary thing about them is over time, the uh, theory of natural selection is acting upon bacteria. Let's do some history first, right? So antibiotics are a new phenomenon. Uh, Mm -hmm. They haven't been around for a hundred years. It was really the inventor of antibiotics was Sir Alexander Fleming who came up with penicillin. And And it was found by accident. It was totally by accident. And it was as modern science was coming on and all of a sudden this guy realizes the introduction of antibiotic type material was like the bacteria will die. And he's like, oh my goodness, you can nuclear bomb which had also been invented yet. So (laughs) whatever it was at the time, you can... Well, uh, 1945, they had the nuclear bomb. I think it, penicillin was before this, though. Well, uh, well yes. I, yes, but, but it was Al- like the 20s, I believe. Oh, but OK. But the warning that Fleming gave was in the 40s about. Antibiotics. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So anyway, you're right. They didn't have um, atomic weapons yet. So Sir Alexander Fleming comes up with penicillin, the first woman who was literally dying of either typhus or syphilis or something. She was dying from something in New Jersey. They fly her this penicillin to her. They're like, we don't know if this is going to work. And within like hours, she's better. Changes the world. Now, Tucker Carlson, to his credit, he's like, look, I think this whole modernity thing is a little bit overrated, except antibiotics. I'll give you that one. So even people that like myself, where I think that parts of modernity are overhyped, um, fever reducers, antibiotics, C-sections, I think are some of the three great like medical advancements of the last hundred years. However, Sir Alexander Fleming warned, this is why I'm so passionate about this, because when you really dive into it, and I read like a whole book on antibiotics and fungi and gut bacteria, he said this, quote, public will demand the drug more and more, and humanity will enter an era of abuses and antibiotic resistance. The overuse of antibiotics will clearly drive an evolution of resistance where they will no longer have any power at all. Blake, make sense of that. So what he's saying is uh, under natural selection, these things work by you introduce this life form that antibiotics are a life form, kind of a mold, and they kill the bacteriums. They're vulnerable to it, but they won't kill every single bacterium. You'll get one will uh, mutate to be resistant to this, and then that one will become more common. And so we're starting to see drug-resistant bacteria, that is, bacteria that aren't killed by the antibiotics that we have or we need more of them or we only need only certain bacterium works and we're getting closer and closer to yes. the point where diseases that were once extremely common you know only a handful of antibiotics work on them and soon no antibiotics may work on them and we're not really developing many new antibiotics we just have a small set of them that yes. work pretty well and this all leads into what's amazing about this is 
you know, we're going to use antibiotics for some things no matter what. So resistance is always going to rise, but you want to avoid overdoing it. So some people complain we use it too often with livestock, for example. Like we just feed these things tons and tons of antibiotics and these livestock will eventually cause the resistance. But the one that just happened that is amazing, uh, bring it up on uh, my computer screen here. I've got the article here. Uh, so this is just from last October. And uh, this is an article on PBS. Uh, you guys bringing it up here? Yes. So U.S. officials endorse common antibiotic as morning after pill to combat STIs. I want to be on their saying this is actually morally evil. Yes, what they're doing. for sure. They are mass prescribing antibiotics preemptively. Why? The to, U.S. To- health officials plan to endorse a common antibiotic as a morning pill that gay and bisexual men can use oh. to try to avoid some increasingly common sexually transmitted so diseases. So let me get this straight. The government is promoting the use of millions of pills of antibiotics because people are afraid of getting bacteria via gay sex. And remember, why are they only prescribing it to them? Because they have a lot of gay sex. And they have it with many partners. They have parties. Yes. This is related. There's a uh, there's a drug called Truvada, and it's a major uh, – it's a drug that mitigate that uh, makes it harder to spread HIV, essentially. And I think it might also hinder it within the body if you're infected. Uh, I don't want to say. But it's, it's an HIV-related drug. And it's been a very effective one. You know, not many people die of AIDS any, anymore. And – there was a slang term in this community where they would become like Truvada whores and it would be, I'm on this drug that makes it so HIV is not nearly the threat it was. Let's have these wild parties that we used to have in the seventies before we had to worry about how how many sexual partners does an average gay man have? I don't know the average off the top of my head. Jack, what is the, what is the number? It's like if you shift it two standard deviations over. So it's not that it's, it, it's much, much higher than heterosexual. It's, you, you, it's you know that way most, higher. Are we sure about that? Most and, normie boomers don't know this actually. And it's not that every single gay man will have 2000 partners, but almost all of them know one who's had literally thousands of partners. Cause you can have a lifestyle that they might live in, especially urban areas where you know, you go to one of their clubs or one of their bathhouses, gay bars or whatever, and they'll just have – they might have three or four partners in a yeah. night. And they might go to one of these places four nights a week, five nights a week, every night maybe. And different people there every single time. And this is a lifestyle that you can live. And the downside of this is you get a lot of diseases doing this. And, you know, so the – CDC is coming in and saying, we're going to mitigate the harm here and we're going to prescribe you a depleting resource. This is like a limited, it's kind of a finite natural resource in a way. If we have, imagine a normal finite resource like our supply of copper, our supply of petroleum, and we're expending our limited supply of antibiotic effectiveness on, well, gay sex parties. Yes, so a 2014 study says that an average gay man will have between 22 to 26 sexual partners. Per year or ever? Ever, which I I think that's low based on other studies that I've seen. Well, like I said, I think it's that if you – if the average is that, you're going to have a much higher number of people who have a, just a totally off-the-charts insane number. Yes. So th- this is what um, 
Oh yeah, what is that story, Jack, that you just sent? Uh, so I've actually been um shout out to Elon Musk because I've been using Grok to research data for thought crime so that all of our thought crimes can come directly from Grok. And I wanted to thank Grok because Grok can actually be used. Is that's the, sort of the Chat TPT of X, formerly Twitter can be used not just to answer questions, but it can actually query Twitter's database much faster than um, than anything else and and even the advanced search. And so it pulled up from, how do you pronounce this? Queerty, which is the LGBTQ news, politics, lifestyle, gossip, and entertainment site, uh, free of an agenda except the gay one. That's their, that's their bio on X. And the headline from their article of December 31st, 2023, so just you know, a couple, a couple of weeks ago, gay men reveal their 2023 hookup tallies and the sky's the limit. So just so everyone understands that the government pushing antibiotics here, there will be a we are in the golden era of antibiotics. And most people don't even know it. We wait. You know that the average American does two uh, regimens or prescriptions of antibiotics on average a year Two. that's insane. People yeah. take it for the common cold. They take it for the flu. They take it for stuff that antibiotics does not and impact. The yeah, uh, yeah, and they'll they'll like just they'll like lie to doctors. If you talk to doctors, they'll just have these people who will come in and they'll insist, you know, this antibiotic pill was great for me. Can I just please get some? Like they'll beg for it because they have influenza or something. Which, it doesn't work on influenza. Which it doesn't work on influenza. The only way, if you have long pneumonia and a bacterial infection in the lungs, it could potentially work. But what's a, we're in the golden era of antibiotics. Anything that promotes the over-prescribing of antibiotics should be, we should reject. We should try to extend this golden era for as long as possible. For sure. And the reason this matters is it's not just chronic diseases. What it really matters for is like the ability to do general surgery. Like we can make, we can do open heart surgery because of antibiotics, because the downside of cutting someone open normally is a million things can get into you and infect you with every kind of thing. And so if you go into a major surgery, they usually give you antibiotics to limit That's your ability correct. to be infected yes. by things. So this isn't just deal. diseases. This is like, well, your ability to get surgery for your yes. heart, your appendicitis. cancer, appendicitis, all of this is closely related to it. And so we could just see in the future, you're going to have way more people dying of things that they used to survive. And that could be something that we could be in this golden era of life expectancy that will go into decline because we have depleted one of our best medical breakthroughs. Yes, and, and it, it, this this story that you're saying is that the government, so so gay men are told by the government, hey, take this antibiotic if you engage in a bunch of sex. But mm -hmm. yes, so uh, Charlie, I want to make a point here because we have this video. I, but this whole segment has been making me. It reminded me of of a certain CDC PSA that they put out basically, but it, it, the way that the government has, that, that they treat promiscuity within the gay community is actually really breathtaking to me. Like it's, it's crazy. And it reminded me of when the CDC warned gay men heading into pride month last year, um, they didn't want the, they did. They, I think there's this uh, line and they were, they were warning about uh, monkeypox, which, Apparently, monkeypox was it's viral, not bacterial. But, well, but yes. Yeah, but 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 at the same time, monkeypox was uh, is, is I guess a derogatory term now, so they changed it to mpox. And remember, the White House had that really flamboyantly gay 
uh, Greek dude. I think this, this guy. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, Demetra <laughs> Dasalakis. Here, and I can get a picture of this guy. This is the White House, um, you know, uh, monkeypox coordinator. But, like, listen to the way that they talk about uh, like monkeypox, yeah, that's him right there in the S and M uh, garb there. So play, play cut ninety eight, and like just listen to it's like the it kind of reminds me of the bigotry of low expectations. Like it's like we know that the gay community is going to have all of this, uh, you know, sex, I guess, during Pride Month. So like, let's not turn it into a tragedy. So let's not turn Pride Month into a tragedy. Go ahead and play it ninety eight. A new warning from the CDC about a potential risk for new cases of MPOX to surge this summer. We're coming up on Pride Week right now when there are a lot of celebrations within our populations um, that are at highest risk for getting MPOX. And we don't want to see a month-long celebration turn into a tragedy. MPOX is a viral disease that spreads through close contact. It can infect anyone. But in the 2022 outbreak, infections were mostly among men who have sex with men so so how how is monkey pox but first of all just so everyone understands they don't call it monkey pox anymore because they said it was racist and if you think monkey pox is racist you're a bigot blake one of the things the aftermath of that was amazing i can't remember the article now but i think we had a couple that just talked about how the gay community stepped up against the threat of monkey pox and you know they they came together to protect all of us from the next pandemic how does one get monkey pox well it, i think you can get it in a variety of ways but it's frequently a sexually transmitted doesn't disease. it require bodily fluid it it is certainly heavily aided by that. Meaning, like it doesn't spread virally. Like if someone sneezes, not in an easily. elevator. I don't want to no. categorically say Close it, but contact. a large number yeah. of people, yeah, you touch the sores and that so, sort of so thing. So yeah, it says spread through human contact with a rodent or infected person, uh, according to PennMedicine.org. There's so much misinformation about this. When I was in the hospital with our baby, a nurse comes in and she says, "Hey, just so you know." Uh, monkeypox is going around. You have to be careful for your baby to get monkeypox. I said, are you kidding me? I said, how do you think one gets monkeypox? And she says, oh, you know, you could just get it through the air. This is a nurse at a hospital. Let me read the University of Pennsylvania website. Direct contact with an infected person. This occurs through cuddling, kissing, or sex. Contact with recently contaminated materials, such as exposed to skin lesions, including clothing or bedding. Scratches or bites from an infected animal, preparing or eating meat or products from an infected animal. The point is, they don't actually want to get to the root of it, which is, this is, and I was so insulted at this nurse. I was like, do you think we're a gape couple or something? <laughs> like, do you think that this baby's at risk or something? <laughs> like, what are you trying to say they, here? They do this a lot. Nurse woman. It's like, weren't, you, the, weren't there actually a bunch of kids and like animals that that came down with it and then all of a sudden they stopped talking about it? Yeah, exactly. I wonder how they're getting it. You know, people aren't wearing masks. No, but I mean, why, th- why is this it element when they do the surrogates? Of, they always get boys. They don't want do to shame. Not- they don't want to shame people. So it's like with I think it's hepatitis B, where you they get the vaccine at birth. This and it's because you even know that you're you're against this vaccine yes, at birth. It's insane because you only need it if your mom is a crack whore. No, yes, <laughs> and but if like, you're not it, a crack okay. whore, you don't need it. This this is a hundred percent true. Hold on. This clip just blows my mind. I feel like I'm the only one like sick. The, the fact that the federal government calls it a, a month of celebrations, like all of these euphemisms. No, they're they're literally going to be at like 
bathhouses and parties and clubs, like having indiscriminate sex with all these. Like the government has lost such a moral anchoring that they won't even have the the chutzpah to say, please don't have a lot of sex with random partners. Like they can't even say that much. No, no, no. That, they that, just, that is the ultimate. To... And it, it feeds into we had it was like kind of it's a psyop. They sort of started with the gay marriage push and it just sort of lingered on where they pushed very hard to sort of say like they live just like us. And, you know, some of them do. I will say some gay men, as far as I know, imitate heterosexual life to some extent. Charlie doesn't know any. I, I think I know a few, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I, I don't know. There's definitely, I, I there's definitely, they're sort of like they deliberately, they've at least deliberately blocked out. I don't want to generalize a culture. I don't want to. All I know is that men are sex crazy. And when you have two men, you have two sex crazy people. And the stats. You have two gas pedals. Yes, exactly. You have <laughs> you you have two gas pedals. You have two microwaves and no oven. Meaning they get <laughs> they they get into sex very quickly. Okay. Is a microwave also an oven? No, a microwave no, oven. A, That's what they call it. No, the, the, old, the old expression is that sexually a woman is like an oven. It takes a while to heat up. It's this whole oh, process. Oh, okay. No, no, it's 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 an old church thing that they. No, it's absolutely no, they're right. also describing. No, Andrew, is that not right? They, they also use the that to describe. You put, you put no, I'm not against that. I'm, I'm I'm confused about the microwave part. So who's a who's a toaster? Who's a toaster? Who's a toaster? We get the <laughs> what about yeah, anything fryer? bacon in there? The analogy stops at the toaster and at the 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 stove oven. It's it's. The, the point is Toaster, that Toaster I could understand because you're you know, <laughs> well you're not getting you're not getting you're not getting in trouble if you do it in the Senate. That's all I know about that. What sex is like oh, a, is an old fashioned smoker barbecue grill? I, I haven't thought I haven't thought through all the different <laughs> Well, I guess kitchen items. I guess you're not allowed to work at the CDC then. Evidently not. How do they make hot dogs? Wait, no, hold on. Charlie, you had a you had a feedback on my point and I've been waiting for you to get to it that like our government has lost so much morality they can't even yes. say something negative and no, profligate sex. So if you read if you read Nietzsche, he had a great line even though Blake thinks he's terrible. Which he's largely terrible, but he had some wisdom. I just think he's evil and people... I agree with that. Okay, fine. He did say, and you would agree with this, that every society has a central piety that you cannot make fun of it. Is that true? As civilization goes on, there's something you can't make fun of. In Egypt, you can't make fun of the Pharaoh. When Christianity was dominant, you can't make fun of Jesus. You cannot make fun of gay sex (laughs) without getting in trouble. Now think about it. That is the central piety. The central piety of modernity is that thou shall not make fun of, criticize. And there's a lot of central pieties now. You can make fun of white men, Christianity. You can make fun of gun owners, MAGA people, Walmart. You can make fun of heterosexuals. You can make fun of muscle, you know, alpha males. But thou shall not make fun of trannies. Thou shall not make. And that shows. And then Nietzsche said, there you know are the guiding values of society. I think Nietzsche was right. You can, you can then. You can, so what you're saying is Biden is going to give that Senate staffer the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I'm going to say that if it actually is a really good example that somebody going into the Capitol draped in an American flag who believes in Jesus gets put into solitary confinement and someone that films themselves having gay sex gets out without anything because that Did proves, you, that actually that actually does prove Nietzsche's point. That which one is the central piety, the love of country and Jesus 
or filming yourself having gay sex. And I think Nietzsche is 100% right. And it's like the way they wave the pride flag every, you know, you can go to prison for burning the pride flag. You can't go to prison for burning an American flag. Is that which one do we consider holy and which one do we consider sacred? And you can't make fun of it. If you do, Nietzsche uses humor, then you get in tons of trouble and you get tons of criticism. And so no, I think I think this is so so on point. It, um, this story, um, actually, I, I can't believe I didn't think of it. I can't believe I didn't think of it. This this staffer, what didn't he live stream? He definitely filmed I mean, he and released. Like he posted. I don't it know to if a Facebook live. group he was he in. I believe. Yeah, he posted it later. He didn't but, live but the, stream but the point is, he like doesn't get punished. He doesn't get punished. The CDC talking about mm-hmm. monkeypox calls it a month of celebration, and that's a euphemism for like orgies, basically. And, well, Jeffrey and, Dahmer. Go ahead. I was going to say, Jeffrey, I, I talked about this with, when I had uh, Tucker on, um, that Jeffrey Dahmer, um, so obviously famously a gay serial killer, uh, this became a huge argument when Netflix put out the Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, I guess it was a miniseries or something, and they put it in LGBT history <laughs> or like LGBT voices. Right. And it became this massive thing where there was a huge backlash. How dare you say he's LGBT? Um, but it's, but he was, he clearly was. And there's even some um, indication that he may have considered himself to be transsexual. And uh, something I also mentioned with Tucker was that Jeffrey Dahmer, he gave this sort of like series of interviews uh, before he was killed in prison. And in in all of these cases, he emphatically, emphatically um, implored people to understand that he did not choose his victims, many of which were black, but he wanted to make sure that, yes, I may have killed them. Yes, I may have eaten their body parts and kept some of their body parts in the fridge, but I absolutely must make sure you know that I am not a filthy racist. Mm. This is even after he had confessed. Central piety. Central piety. Yeah. The central piety. And so you can, and what Nietzsche was saying is if you want to basically find your North Star, if you're confused as to where you are, just find the thing you can't make fun of, and there are the values. And so for when people say, oh my goodness, is the country lost or not lost? And that's not the operative question, or, you know, what's important? Just find out the societal guardrails, the rules, and the thing you can't make. For example, what do you get in trouble for if you're Dave Chappelle making fun of? They come after you if you make fun of trans yep. people. They don't make fun. They do not come after you if you make fun of Madison Cawthorn. And by the way, the Madison Cawthorn thing wasn't that funny. I wasn't that bothered by it. But it's certainly that the way he went after Madison Cawthorn of like, oh my goodness, you can't walk and you're in a wheelchair because you got in a car accident. And people thought it was funny. I, I didn't think it was, you know, that offensive or whatever. I mean, what, what it, it didn't really move me that much. But imagine that sort of ferocity towards gay sex. He would lose his job. Yep. All right. Tax Network USA. Do you owe back taxes? Well, pandemic relief is now over. Along with hiring thousands of new agents and field officers, the IRS has kicked off the 2024 uh, by sending over 5 million pay-up letters to those who have unified, uh, unfiled, I'm sorry, not unified, unfiled tax returns or balances owed. Balances owed. Do not waive your rights. Uh, speak with them on your own. Uh, they are not your friends. Tax Network USA, a trusted tax USA relief firm, has saved over $1 billion in back taxes for their clients, and they can help you secure the best deal possible, whether you owe $10,000 or $10 million. 
dollars they can help you, whether it's a business or personal taxes. Even if you have the means to pay or if you're on a fixed income, call 800-254-6000 for a private free consultation. Visit tnusa.com slash charlie. That is tnusa.com slash charlie. So check it out right now, tnusa.com slash charlie. Charlie, remember the call we had with these guys, by the way? You can put the put the URL back up there. But yeah, no, they, we were, had they were terrific. It was like the most thorough call that you could ever imagine, like about a thousand questions asked. And these people were really legit. I, I just wanted to add that in there because I was on the call when we interviewed this company to see if we wanted to work with them. And it was I was really skeptical at first and it's legit. So for what it's worth, if you are in a tax situation, call these people because they could bail you out. Hey, uh, Jack, I have some news for you. Uh, it very well might uh, involve you. The uh, FBI just did a thing. Uh, A 17-year-old has been arrested Mm. for, quote... I'm seeing this. um, Uh, I've got it on screen if you guys want to show it, except I've got to shrink this stupid... Honestly, good for the FBI because this is a bipartisan problem and this is what they should be spending their time on. Uh, I think I said this rightly. Hundreds of swatting incidents, Blake. Hundreds? Hundreds. Did this person do anything except swat people? I have their photo on screen if you guys want to show it. That's remarkable. So we've got Jack, uh, Jack. I'm just bringing it up because it very well could have been. This could have been tied to you. This this could be your family. What, Jack. What's the headline? What's the headline? The headline uh, is 17 year old alleged serial swatter charged after police says he made threats throughout the country. And it wow. makes sense mm. because it was so repetitive, right? It was so widespread of what was happening. Uh, we don't know the specifics yet. I'm sure the indictment will be pretty widespread and. They might even find more. Um, Allegedly, he threatened a mass shooting at a mosque in Sanford, Florida. Well, that's probably to what got their attention. Yeah, uh, but allegedly he did many of them. So you're right. He said he was going Charlie. to commit a mass shooting in the name of Satan. But hundreds of swatting and wait, 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 wait. Listen to this. Listen to this. He created several accounts on websites offering swatting services. So basically what you're saying is, is that what he was running or possibly what these sites are running, um, and this is something that I had actually um, suggested at one point um, when I was discussing this with my family who went through this on Christmas Day as well as a couple of days before Christmas when parents were swatted uh, twice, that uh, it seemed like it seemed like the incidents were, how should I say, like they weren't very familiar with the situation. Like they weren't very familiar with who they were talking about or what was going on. They um, weren't super familiar with some of the details as if, um, and and quite frankly, it just didn't sound like somebody who was American. And so I, I actually had had this thought that, you know, it almost sounds like somebody in a call center somewhere. And the fact that they're talking about websites offering swatting services and various IP addresses connected with those accounts. That's exactly what I was thinking was going on. So there you go. Anyway, that was some uh, breaking news. So what what is the final topic we have here? Uh, well, we have to be out in five minutes. So do we want to hit it? Um, well, we, yeah, we'll yeah, do it. Right. We, we, so, we can go eight to ten. Yeah, I, yeah. I find we're if, just we, beating, if, if I don't put time limits at, on this, it yeah. ends up. And, I and gotta, we got to hit this guy because he's we kind of own this topic. So last, you know, two weeks ago, we debated pilots. Last week, we talked about how this started a huge running feud uh, between uh, Steve Saylor and this fella named Will Stancil. Will Stancil. It's still going on. And it's still going. He's still having meltdown. It's probably helping him. I bet he's getting followers and he would be selling copies of his book if he'd written one. But Steve Saylor does have a book and they've apparently sold many hundreds of copies specifically with the promo code that they tied to this. 
I've even heard that they've sold them to people who had already bought copies. They bought another one over this. So last week, we described Will Stansel as a hick lib. That's the sort of a person from Oliver middle Anthony America. Is what I thought of at midnight. I woke up, Jack. I'm sorry to interrupt. I said, oh, my goodness, Oliver Anthony was the perfect hick lib that we didn't mention in that segment. Please yeah, continue. Yeah, these people who come oh, yeah, from yeah. middle exactly. America, often red states or at least red communities. They grow up and they decide these places aren't sophisticated enough for them. Too many people believe in God. They're, they believe too many conservative things. And they love to dump on where they're from. And, of course, Will Stansel, I think he uh, – is from Minnesota, or at least went to school in Minnesota, and he's still in this running feud with him. And so what he's been talking about is, yeah, you know, it, it, somehow the topic got on Italy, and he's like, I've been to, I lived in Italy for a bit. And he tweeted this, I lived in Italy for a bit, and while the food is great, empanada stands and Korean food would make much of the country better. And this turned into a flowing discourse of, yeah, yeah like, Italy's great, but wouldn't it be better if it just had more ethnic restaurants? And this stood out because this is what you always hear from people. Why do we need to have open borders? Why do we need to have a million illegal immigrants, a million legal, three million illegals? Well, think of think of the ethnic food that we'll get as a result of this. Now, I feel like we already have that ethnic food, and yet it still pre- serves as the perpetual justification for it that, you know, yeah, we already have a Mexican restaurant in every town, but you know, you need more Mexican restaurants. One can never have enough Mexican restaurants or Thai restaurants or Indian restaurants or Kampuchean restaurants yeah, the, or the, something. The, fu- I, the funniest I, is when the immigrant doesn't embrace the culture he's from. That's the – and by the way, it's the greatest Seinfeld episode ever where Babu Bhatt – you know he, he has oh like, yeah 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 he yeah, has yeah. like a, a jerry convinced well, you know him. what you should do babu <laughs> and he's like wait you know what you should do and he gives him all these recommendations and i yeah, i love yeah. it there's a restaurant here in scottsdale and it's a japanese restaurant and it's owned by a venezuelan and it's the funniest thing and ever. That, that's common like it's no very i think it's common. awesome i'm not like it's not a criticism i just think it's hilarious it's very common like i've heard it's very common for all kind of asian restaurants to just you know total crossover so yes. you know, the japanese guy who owns a chinese restaurant or vice whatever versa. fine it's america and you know the back area cooks i've heard everywhere west of the mississippi kitchen cooks regardless of type of restaurant are mexican uh, or hispanic in some capacity like they're the kind of grunt labor in almost all ethnic restaurants and there's actually an amusing amount of narrow-minded this or or like lack of experience because for example if you go to japan i've been to japan japan has national international cuisines of all sorts they have italian restaurants french restaurants british restaurants and all of that and they're really good at it and they don't have a huge amount of immigrants there and also just the fact they're getting more he you know he goes to italy which has an enormous culinary tradition that can be immensely rich and just thinks no it's the best man it'd be so great if i could find you know salvadoran empanadas here and the deeper truth is is that the people who say they love diversity want every city on planet earth to essentially be the exact same thing. No, but also, just the, these are the type of people that would go to London and eat it like TGI Fridays. Or just, they would go, yeah. It's just, you know the type I'm talking about, Andrew? Like they, oh, they'd go to Brick Row. Or, or, they'd go to Brick Row for the Indian food. Or, they'd be like, oh, I love going to London Or they the go to Indian. New York City and they eat at Olive Garden. I'm like, yeah, you're just... The, so, I have a confession. You're not doing this right. So I, w- I was in Poland a couple months ago, and yeah, I visiting, met a friend of mine. Auschwitz. Yeah, and all that. Well, I didn't go to the restaurant at Auschwitz, but... I was in uh, Wroclaw and I met a friend of mine and I asked him, he asked, where do you want to go? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go to a lot of Polish restaurants. I want to see 
if Poland can do a Mexican restaurant. And so I had us go to a Mexican was restaurant. It, any good? it was good, but the funnier thing about it was the handful of ways they do mess it up. <laughs> uh, so for example, we got a plate of tortilla chips with, with salsa and dip. And what was funny is it was like a tapas plate. So it was an extremely tiny bowl of salsa and then an extremely tiny plate of chips. I'm not sure that there were 15 chips on this dish. And so while it was good, it was not what you would typically encounter in an American Mexican restaurant. And then the menu was very narrow. They had tacos and one or two other dishes, but you, you know, there was no enchilada. There was no cheese queso that just wasn't on their radar to include that. It was otherwise a nice restaurant, but it really stood out what was not present there. Very good. Final thoughts, guys, around the horn. Jack, you first. Well, of course, I'm very excited that uh, we have named Taylor Swift our latest national ambassador, first national ambassador for White History Month. And of course, as we know, at the Super Bowl, they'll be performing the Black National Anthem. So we are at this time trying to figure out which white national anthem will we pick for Taylor Swift to sing. Andrew, final thoughts. I want to I want to show this image 84 here. I think this is tied to the last uh, empanada open borders topic. Um, this uh, this jerk, his name is Yuan Bawada, and he got into a mob fight in the streets of uh, New York City, uh, beat up two cops, a uh, big mob of illegal aliens. And yeah, here he is just flipping off the reporter. Some of his other uh, essays did the same thing. Uh, and I, I literally have not been so disgusted by a story in a long time. I think this should be the image uh, that this Will Stansel guy should have to defend over and over and over again and tell us again and again why, why we need to open our borders to these miscreants, these thugs and these deplorable humans um, that break our laws and have no regard for our country. Um, and by the way, we should be playing playing that him flipping off our country uh, over and over again. Yeah, here's the video of them beating up to cops. Um, hey, this guy got released without bail, and I, I just think it's such a disgusting, sad reality of our current our current moment in time. And so Will Stansel can suck it, and he can watch this video on repeat but in his dreams. Andrew, then. Andrew, think about how many empanada stands they might already have opened. They they probably were released on bail because they said we need to go man an empanada stand right yeah. now. And I have a slightly yeah. different take than Andrew. I I, I I honestly, I mean, I think. I think um, I actually congratulate this migrant for at least just being one of them who's just finally honest, because this is how all legal immigrants are. This is how many uh, legal immigrants are when it comes to respect for our country, respect for our culture, respect I for agree. our laws. Um, this guy's just being honest. He's finally actually being honest about how the these massive third world hordes look at our country. Uh, and they say, you know what? Double middle fingers. We're going to do what we want. And you're going to let us and you're going to watch us do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it, Andrew. No, no, no. I mean, it's it. I agree. I agree. It, it's not just an illegal thing. I think you can make comments about illegal immigration and try and keep it in a box. And people are like, ah, the legals, too. And it, it's totally true. We used to treat legal immigration as almost a sacred thing. I mean, we were we were bestowing upon people the opportunity to have the life of their dreams. And we treated it as sacred and holy and people revered it. And you're right. This is the, this is what we've made it. We've made this. We've we've degraded citizenship. We've degraded legal immigration. We've degraded every single possible thing. And this guy just gets the system that he's that he's playing. He he knows the rigged game in his favor, and he's just gonna he's he's owning it. So I guess yeah, kudos to him. 
Till next week, guys, keep committing thought crimes. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.